New Vision is a church that is about guiding people to lives of gospel transformation. Whether this is your first time listening with us or you're a regular listener, we're so happy that you're here. Monday through Friday, we release a podcast studying through a book of the Bible. Right now, we've focused our attention to the Gospel of John. Again, we're happy that you're here. We know God's going to do something great. And joining us today, our teaching pastor, Nick Person. What's going on, friends? As we continue in this John podcast, we're going to be reading in John chapter 11, verse 45, through chapter 12, verse 19. And if you listened um, to the day before today, you heard and you saw what Jesus did um you know, he faced death straight up and overcame it, um, which is really just a precursor to what he was going to do on Calvary's cross and overcome death. And so what an amazing story. And if you haven't checked it out yet, I would definitely go back and um, follow along and join us for that because you don't want to miss day 19. Pretty strong day. And today is going to be strong as well. Day 20. Here we are. We're going to begin John 11 verse 45. I'm going to read it in its entirety, and then I'll come back and give a couple comments. It says this, therefore, based on what just happened, um, therefore, many of the Jews who came to Mary and saw what he did believed in him, but some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. So the chief priest and the Pharisees convened the Sanhedrin and were saying, what are we going to do since this man is doing many signs? If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him and the Romans will come and take away both our places and our nation. Verse 49, one of them, Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, said to them, you know nothing at all. You're not considering that it is to your advantage that one man should die for the people rather than the whole nation perish. He did not say this on his own, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus was going to die for the nation and not for the nation only, but also to unite the scattered children of God. So from that day on, they plotted to kill him. Jesus, therefore, no longer walked openly among the Jews, but departed from there to the countryside near the wilderness to a town called Ephraim. And he stayed there with his disciples. Now the Jewish Passover was near and many went up to Jerusalem from the country to purify themselves before the Passover. They were looking for Jesus and asking one another as they stood in the temple, what do you think? He won't come to the festival, will he? The, the chief priest and the Pharisees had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, he should report it so that they could arrest him. Chapter 12, six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was, the one Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha was serving them and Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with them. Then Mary took a pound of perfume, pure and expensive nard, anointed Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. So the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Then one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was about to betray him, said, why wasn't this perfume sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He didn't say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He was in charge of the money bag and would steal part of what was put in it. Jesus answered, leave her alone. She has kept it for the day of my burial. 
For you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. Then a large crowd of the Jews learned he was there. They came not only because of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus, the one he had raised from the dead. But the chief priest had decided to kill Lazarus also because he was the reason many of the Jews were deserting them and believing in Jesus. The next day, when the large crowd that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took palm branches and went out to meet him. They kept shouting, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did, did not understand these things at first. However, when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. Meanwhile, the crowd which had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to testify. This is also why the crowd met him, because they heard he had done this sign. Then the Pharisees said to one another, you see, you've accomplished nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Now, I read um, that passage out of the CSB, and there's a couple of things I want to point out, a couple of things that stood out to me, and maybe it'll help you with a little clarity so that you can better navigate walking in light of what was read today. So verse number 45, therefore many of the Jews who came to Mary and saw that he did and believed in him, but some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. Here's what I noticed. See, people respond differently to Jesus. There are people in this moment that go, wow, look at what he did. Then there were others that went, you know what? He did that. I need to go tell the Pharisees because they will not approve of this. They are not going to go for this. And so even though he did this miraculous thing, there was still a difference in response. And then in verse 49 through 53, we see them talking about this one man that will die for a nation. See, Caiaphas thought that he would die for a nation, um, leveraging it just for the nation of Israel, not for the nation or the world as a whole. See, he was right. There was going to be one man that was going to die for the nation. But Jesus wasn't just talking about the Jewish nation. He was talking about all mankind that were lost. And so even though Caiaphas had selfish reasons and selfish desires, we see yet again, what was meant for evil, God uses for good. That is what he does. That's the nature in which he walks in. He's always leveraging that which is evil and broken for good and for his glory. Verse 55, I don't want you to miss this. Now, Jewish Passover was near and many went up to Jerusalem from the country to purify themselves before the Passover. This is not an accident. This is not like, whoa, how interesting. What an amazing coincidence that Jesus was walking towards Calvary during preparation for Passover. Jesus died on Passover. Why? To fulfill what they used to do in the Old Testament when they would 
you know, the story in Exodus where the death angel comes through Egypt and kills all the firstborn, but they wipe the blood of the lamb over their doorposts so that death would pass over them. And Jesus representing that lamb was the ultimate sacrifice and the ultimate lamb so that we as mankind would have no no longer be under the power and the rule of death, but yet it passed over because Jesus bared it all. What a beautiful, beautiful thing God did. Like, I just love, it's like watching this beautiful narrative that is written by this amazing author and his name is God and everything is working together and he's just revealing himself through the little details. I love it. Verse no, chapter 12, verses one through three. So you have Mary, the sister of Lazarus, and she breaks this year's worth of wages. It would have cost her this perfume and this nard. And she anoints Jesus's feet and she wipes it with her hair. What an act of submission. And I love this part. So the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Here's what we all need to be reminded of. When we are walking and we recognize who Jesus is and our life reflects that we recognize who he is and what he has done, it gives off an aroma of his goodness and his worth. Why? Because a surrendered heart and a surrendered posture always paints a clearer picture of Jesus. And so what, what she is doing, what Mary is doing in this moment is letting everyone know and allowing her act to reveal who Jesus truly is. Know that the work that we do and the surrender in our life gives off the aroma of the king. Verse number seven, Jesus answered, leave her alone. She has kept it for the day of my burial. For you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. Like Jesus knew what was coming. This was a moment where he was being prepared for burial and what he was going to walk through. And so Mary got it right. But here, here's something you got to understand. Not everyone recognized what she was doing. Not everyone understood that she had it right. And everyone had their opinions and everyone had their thoughts. That's going to take place today. When you are walking in the ways that the Lord has called you to walk, there is always going to be somebody that wants to question the way you're walking and question the things you're doing and that they don't fully understand. And here's the deal. They don't have to understand. We have been called to be obedient and to give off this aroma and to surrender our lives and surrender our all for the glory of the King. And so we can take our next step for Mary. She got it right. She got it right. It goes on to say this, verse number 12. The next day, when the large crowd that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took palm branches and went out to meet him. They kept shouting, Hosanna. So this crowd is shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. And what they're saying is, hey, save us. Hey, save us. If you are who you say you are, save us because we are all in need of saving. And I don't want to miss this. I was going to skip it. But right before this, you see that people wanted to kill Lazarus. Why? Because it was a glimpse of what Jesus was ultimately going to do. And those people who are against Jesus did not want to see that. They wanted to kill Lazarus in order almost to erase what was done. But here's the deal. You can't erase resurrection. (laughs) You can't. And so they wanted to, but they couldn't. And so these people, in light of what Jesus had done in the life of Lazarus, are going, hey, save us. You were able to save him. Please 
save us as well. And then verses 14 uh, through 16 is really just illuminating prophecy. This was foretold hundreds of years before this moment, but yet because God's the great author, he is fulfilling exactly what he said and exactly what he told everyone he was going to do. And then verse number 19, then the Pharisees said to one another, you see, you've accomplished nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. I love what the Pharisees say. Basically what they're saying, you cannot thwart or throw off the plans of God. And let me remind you, no matter what you're walking through, no matter what the struggle is, no matter the difficulty you're walking in, it is not going to throw off the plans of God. May you walk in that with confidence. May you fix your eyes on the King because he is in the saving business and he has paid the price in order to truly save us so that we can be resurrected from sin and death. Walk in that, friends. Know that, friends. And don't forget that, friends. Once again, thank you for joining us today. We'll see you Monday.